wah, 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 wah. Devin, what is that? Uh, my sultry saxophone solo. Hello! Welcome to Tay 2Z, where we chat about every Taylor Swift song in alphabetical order. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab, and we will be your hosts on this journey. In our last episode, we talked about Eyes Open from The Hunger Games, songs from District 12 and beyond. Keep your eyes open! (laughs) And today, we are dipping into the F songs. Yeah, go F! We're finally at the F's. And we're starting off with False God from Lover. False God is the 13th track on Lover. Oh. Oh. Lover was released on August 23rd, 2019, and this song was co-written by our guy, Jack Antonoff. Which also, his new album just dropped, uh, Keep the Sadness Out of Saturday Night. Mm. If any of you are also into Jack Antonoff like we are, his new songs are so good. Bleacher's songs is not just him. Yes, sorry. It's Bleacher's. Bleacher's, led by Jack Antonoff, produced by Jack Antonoff. Yes. So good. There's some really good things on there. But today we're talking about False God, not about bleachers. No. This song has only been played live once, and it was on Saturday Night Live. The performance is on YouTube, and it is absolute fire. Oh. Yeah, great performance. So, so good. Yeah, the set is gorgeous. It's like all these, like... Edison bulbs exposed and it's like hazy and like Taylor has those cool wide legged key pattern pants on. Yeah. And she's like dancing like she's, all slowly. She, yeah, and her hair is like not too crazy, but it's like a little crazy. Oh. It's like a little like, ooh, I kind of just had to put this in a little ponytail after I got out of bed. <laughs> you know? It's like it's pretty interesting. <laughs> Her style. Also, she's wearing a men's suit jacket. Yes. Which also means it might be somebody else's suit jacket. Yeah, but it was also like her style Maybe vibes. it was Joe's suit jacket. No, the, the lover vibes were very like men's suit vibes, Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. So, Devin, what do you think about False God? This song has seriously grown on me. Like, a lot. Mm. I really did not like this song when I first heard it. The Lover album has so many of my favorite songs mm. on it that this one was just like, huh, I don't fully get it. I don't really like the sound of it. And it wasn't until that Saturday Night Live performance mm. when I like was like, hmm, maybe I'll give another shot. And then it was kind of like a little switch flipped. <laughs> and and I was like, wait, I, I get it. Like, I understand it. I understand what she's trying to say. This is a very grown up Taylor, mm-hmm. and this is a very grown-up song. Yes. This is a grown-up kind of love that we hadn't really heard a lot about. I mean, she definitely was in it with dress. Mm-hmm. There was some, you know, parts of it in Reputation mm-hmm. where it was, like, you know, pretty grown-up. But this is, like, for lack of a better word, baby-making music, you know? <laughs> yes. And it starts off with that saxophone that you got, the mm-hmm. blah, blah, before she even starts singing and you're like oh that's the mood we're in okay <laughs> sultry saxophone yes i like it 
This is one of those songs, and actually I kind of stole this from one of our followers, and she said that this is kind of one of those songs that you play with your boo on a Friday night with a glass of wine and a hot tub, (laughs) and you got the candlelight going, Mm -hmm. and you know, you're just like swaying to the music, and then one thing leads to another, you know? Mm -hmm. I really like this song too because of its allusions to NYC. Mm -hmm. I mean, not... Very subtle. She calls herself New York City. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she calls she calls whoever that is, you know, the West Village. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that is an interesting thing for me because if she's New York City and if she's talking about Joe, which mm-hmm. she's talking about Joe, wouldn't you think she would have a town in England? Well, I think she probably does, but also like the West Village, like that's where like their love started. Like that's where it and started. It's them. So yeah. for, that place is him for her. Kind of right. like Cornelia Street. Right. Mm-hmm. And New York is where they met, really. And at the Met, the Fashion Institute Gala. Mm-hmm. And so New York is just like so their thing. Mm-hmm. So that, that totally makes sense. And I love love as her religion. And we talked about religion with her a little bit on this podcast and how throughout the years kind of religion has changed for her. Mm-hmm. What she does, I mean, in her first couple of albums, she referenced God quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And then also in Soon You'll Get Better, she references that, you know, she's found faith again. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting to kind of like clock like where she is with that. Mm-hmm. And was it partially, you know, a country thing mm-hmm. that they were like, oh, you have to have God in your music because it's such a big thing in country music? Or it's how she grew up. Or is it how she grew up, right. Which I think it's a combo. Sure. And what's cool is that it's transitioned into religion being love mm-hmm. for her and mm-hmm. lo- like equating the two. Mm-hmm. I really love the line, make confessions and we're begging for forgiveness. I got the wine for you. Yeah. It's really cool because she's comparing going to confession with making up in a relationship. Oh, that's cool. You know? Yeah, So, like, yeah. instead of, you know, going to a church and going to a priest and saying, like, these are the things that I did wrong, you're, like, going to your lover and you're saying, this is what's yeah. happened. Um, you know? And begging for forgiveness. Begging for forgiveness. You oh, know? that's so cool. And I, I think that line really hits interestingly. I like that a lot. A lot of the religious illusions often go over my head. Mm. At first glance. So, you know, in church, there's the wine, and that is the blood of Christ. Mm. And yet here, with her religion, wine is like an evening with her lover. Mm. And we're talking it out, and we're having our confession. Mm -hmm. But I have the wine, and we're going to drink it together. I I really like that. And then... And the wine, sorry, the wine in, uh, like, Christianity is supposed to be kind of like his sacrifice, right? Mm -hmm. Representing it. The Eucharist, yeah. Yeah. So the the wafer is his body, Mm -hmm. and then you eat it, and you're, like, taking in Christ, and then this is of my blood, and that's Mm -hmm. the wine or the grape juice. Yeah. And you're also taking that in, so you're kind of, like, becoming one, and it's to, like, mirror the the Last Supper. Yeah, like, with her and their, with their, the wine, like, they're kind of becoming... One. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I see. Mm -hmm. I get it. Yeah. I mean, there's all of the allusions to religion in this song. The lyric is really interesting. And and then, I mean, the saxophone throughout the whole thing just gives it like this extra layer. And it's, I want to say it's kind of like that voice in the back of your head. Like the saxophone licks are Mm -hmm. like pushing her along Mm -hmm. through the song. Like, yeah, we might just get away with it. And then you got like the saxophone. (laughs) 
you know? Ah, so good. And it's also interesting because, like, the first verse is very, like, this is dangerous, sin, Mm -hmm. we shouldn't do this. Mm -hmm. People have been telling us that it's going to be difficult, that it's going to be hard. Times get hard. Times get hard, you know? And and they told us Mm -hmm. that this wouldn't be a good thing to do. And then the second verse is like, oh, well, I know what heaven is, it's when you touch me. Mm -hmm. And I know what hell is, it's when we fight. Yeah. And it's like, things are really good when we're together, but when we fight... It's not good. Yeah. And so she's like, that is the hard part, but it, we can make it up mm-hmm. and we might just get away with it. We like, we, like, it. even though it's a false god, it could be. It like could this, lead them the way. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, this god might be false. Love and sin and intimacy mm-hmm. might be false in some people's mm-hmm. viewpoints. And it's not something that you should look for. You should wait till marriage. You should do this. Mm-hmm. You should do that sort of thing. Certain people's, yeah. Yeah. And yet her religion is her hips and, mm-hmm. and the way that he sees her. And mm-hmm. and that's what makes it worth it. And ultimately, like, this was, again, towards the beginning of their relationship. And so a false god could also be that, like, this might not actually work out. Mm-hmm, you know, like mm-hmm. this relationship is still fresh. This relationship is still new and ish. ish. Three and years, two, three years. Yeah, but she had been burned before. Yes. And even if it's a false guy, it still feels right. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. That's so, really cool. What about you? I mean, this is such a sultry love song. Mm. I mean, it's, I think, one of Taylor's best slow jams. Mm. And she doesn't have that many slow no. jams, just a few. Which is cool to see her kind of delve into this genre. It's definitely a romantic song, as you were saying. You know, you want to have the candles on. And I just, I love the, like, groove and the rhythm to it. It's, like, a really good vibe. Mm. I would say that this song also took me a bit to get into it. And I think to listen to it, I, like, definitely need to be in the right mood. Sure. This isn't a song that you listen to when you're in, like, a boppy mood, you know? Oh, for sure. Which a lot of Lover is a boppy mood album, I feel like. So this is definitely very different from that vibe, but I still like the song. Mm -hmm. I find the chorus, like, extremely catchy, and it's often stuck in my head, as you know. (laughs) I'm, like, often... Like, I'm always like... (laughs) (laughs) Also, I think... The altar is my hips mm-hmm. might be the sexiest lyric that Taylor has ever written. Mm-hmm. It is a very sexy lyric. And then I agree with you. I just, I love all the New York references and like how it like points to how important her relationship with Joe is to her and those mm-hmm. early stages of their relationship and their foundation as a couple. And I like anything we get to learn about that. For sure. Which is so much on Lover. Oh, so good. Devin, do you relate to this song? Hey, I will worship love (laughs) all day, every day. Mm -hmm. If that were an actual religion, like if I could go to like the church of love, (laughs) you know? It might exist somewhere. It it probably does. Like Los Angeles or something. (laughs) Or Florida. (laughs) Definitely Florida. It's very interesting because I have never really been religious. I mean, we went to church when I was little, but it was was a congregational church, Mm. which was way more about community than it was about actual religion. Mm. I mean, I got baptized, but I didn't get confirmed or do communion or Mm. any of that stuff. And my favorite thing about it was the singing. Like, that that was, like, what I love. Yeah, whereas, like, music 
is your religion in some sense. Oh, for sure. You know, and Taylor's, I feel like sometimes, not in this particular song, but I feel like that's alluded to in other songs. For sure. Like music, and we've talked about this before, is such a big part of culture. Mm -hmm. And religion is part of culture as well. And so the two are very intermingled. Oh, yeah. You know, and I mean, some of the best music is you you can hear in churches. I mean, choirs, like that, that just overwhelming torrent of sound from like a giant choir like is one of the most beautiful things yeah, and the I, passion oh yeah. god it's so beautiful but if i could pick one i would definitely say love and relationships would be great um you know that or whatever it was the greeks were worshiping because i could totally <laughs> get behind a pantheon of gods uh-huh. and they had a goddess of love aphrodite they and did. this would definitely be her jam aphrodite would really like this song. i feel like i feel like this is like her you know entrance song Mm-hmm. Like, anytime she would, like, show herself to a human, it'd be like, I might just get away with it. <laughs> like, Aphrodite just, like, comes, like, sauntering in, you know, in her sea foam, her sea foam dress. Uh-huh. Literally sea foam, not yeah. the color. No. She was literally just always foam. foam. Yeah. I mean, I could see that. Also, Greek religion is called polytheism. Yes. The belief in many gods. Right. Yes. However, there are, there are polytheistic religions around the world. Yeah, not just not, not just, just Greek. the Greek. Right. But that's what but it I is. But w- I would choose Greek because I was a really big Greek mythology fan in, in elementary school. Yeah. So big, big fan. Yeah. But it got ruined for me in college with a teacher who was just a not great teacher. Mm. So shout out to that teacher for ruining Yikes. Greek mythology for I'm me. I'm sure that teacher listens. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> I don't even remember her name. <laughs> but all the sentiments of like, we will work this out. Mm-hmm. Are we doing something foolish because people told us that we shouldn't do this? Like mm-hmm. that's so relatable and fresh in a new relationship, mm-hmm. especially if you've gotten out of a relationship previously that like didn't end well, or you got hurt and all your friends are like, are you sure you want to yeah. do this? Yeah. Like you could get hurt again. Like that's so relatable. And so those things, you know, I think about with this and it's just like all of that newness and again that's kind of what this whole album is kind of about is like the newness love the and like the of beginning the of this and yeah. and will it be okay and you know cornelia street is is such a sad love song like mm-hmm. that we talked about and there's so much of that on this album mm-hmm. of just like will it be okay the archer you know like will that will it be okay like yeah. uh, will you will you love me like yeah is will this you gonna stay be, yeah like, it's so much of that, yeah. and it's such a vulnerable spot for Taylor. Yeah. And it's just so amazing that she let us in on this. I know, I love it. How about you? Do you relate? I love that. I definitely love the importance of love in Taylor's life, and how a relationship can be held up on such a pedestal that you revere it and you worship it, and I can definitely relate to that feeling of, like, just a relationship being just so important to you and almost holy to you and just wanting to protect it and wanting it to like be successful. Yeah. I definitely like that idea and it just making it a priority over other things in your life, I think is, is cool. Yeah. Um, as this is a very intimate song, I have to say that intimacy can be something extremely powerful and outer worldly. So I understand the religious comparisons in some ways. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how far I'm going to go into that. Because <laughs> our, our parents listen to this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, love can be an extremely powerful thing. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Out of body experience, if you will. Yes. Yes. 
Well, now we get to the segment of... Gossip. As is the case with much of Lover, False God is about Taylor and Joe's relationship. Some lyrics that point to this are, We were stupid to jump, and the ocean separating us remember how I'd fly to you. Referencing Taylor and Joe's long-distance New York to London romance, mm. as well as the lyrics staring out the window like, I'm not your favorite town. I'm New York City. I still do it for you, babe. Mm. Yeah. Just referencing allusions to Taylor and to Joe, to themselves, yeah. to the beginning of their relationship with Cornelia Street. This song's super similar to Don't Blame Me from Reputation. Taylor comparing her love with Joe to spirituality and something holy, which we covered on the pod, mm-hmm. as well as Cornelia Street, which we also covered on the pod with the lyric, sacred new beginnings that became our religion. Mm-hmm. So it's just demonstrating their relationship as something that they worship in these early stages. And as they grew in their relationship, you can see the through line through the albums, Mm. which is really cool. The term false god refers to a god or idol that is worshipped that is not the god or gods Mm -hmm. that certain religions prescribe to. For example, in Christian religions, god is the only god and any other idols that are worshipped would be considered false gods. So it all has to do with whose perspective the false god is viewed from. Right. So, you know, most religions have either a figure or multiple figures or an idea of something as their god. And uh, this idea of Taylor saying that love is like her religion Mm -hmm. is not something that certain religions prescribe to. Right. So that's why she uses that term, false god. Right. It's almost as if it's something sinful to worship love and lust. The lyric, and you can't talk to me when I'm like this, was left as an Easter egg in the Me music video in the opening French dialogue when Brendan Urie's character says, please calm down. And Taylor responds, I can't talk to you when you're ah. like this. There are a lot of Easter eggs in Me and some that we probably still haven't yeah. even found because we never got to see her tour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm sure more would have come up. But there are a lot of different lyrics or song titles in mm. that video. And so that's one of them. As we mentioned earlier, Taylor sang this song when she was a musical guest on the October 5th, 2019 episode of Saturday Night Live, backed by saxophonist Lenny Pickett, who is the musical director of SNL. Mm -hmm. The fact that Taylor chose to play this song so that Lenny, who is a saxophone icon, could perform with her Mm -hmm. is so cool and just shows how much forethought Taylor puts into her music, her performance decisions. Like every decision she makes, she's always thinking and she's thinking about how she could highlight her songs the best. Yeah. And it's just so cool, this performance and how much she spotlights him and how cool that is for an SNL audience. Oh, yeah. It's just awesome. And he's so good. So good. Yeah. I mean, after seeing that version of it mm-hmm. and his solo in the middle of yeah. it, like I really wanted her to be like re-record it and put that sax solo in the middle of it. Yeah. Because, and I wonder if she felt the same way, like, oh, maybe I should have had a sax solo in the middle because it is a shorter song mm-hmm. and it really adds to it. Yeah. Some like bonus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just like this extra like, mm, it's just like, mm, you feel that mm, and you're like, ooh, yeah. <laughs> Give me that saxophone. Yeah. You know, and then like you said, it's got the fog. Yeah. And and everything. It's yeah. just ooh. It's so good. The backup singers are also great on that uh, performance all, too. Always. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> so good. Always. That's such a Jack Antonoff thing too, I think, of putting in those 
little like yeah things and then like he always yeah yeah you guys if you listen to this on like legit headphones you can hear all of the like wild like background things that jack Mm. does with the production of it, it it's so interesting it's just like whenever she hits something like a, a word or something there's like a little like or like whatever <laughs> oh it's so good so good oh and the groove the groove when she goes into the i know heaven's a thing i go there when you touch me honey hell is when i fight with you yeah <laughs> like when the groove comes in because for the whole first verse there isn't really the groove mm-hmm. and then the second verse there's like it, the like, pops fill. In, it yeah. comes back oh it's so good you love when jack oh god i am i'm just big fan jack we're big fans <laughs> let us know if you're available to sing at the wedding <laughs> bruce springsteen songs only. only you and taylor can come and you can you can play something i mean yeah obviously I mean, if, taylor songs too yeah Obviously. Duh. Taylor's her first choice. I mean, please. Yeah, but if we had to have a second choice, yeah. it would probably be 18s. <laughs> 18s are not still They're together. probably like 50 at this yeah, point. honestly. Honestly. Because hey, they, they were teens when we were kids. Hey, upside down, bouncing off the ceilings. Let's go. It's going to play at our wedding, yeah. so we're ready. Come on. Gab, what's your favorite line from this song? Thanks for asking, Devin. Hmm. My favorite line <laughs> in this song is... Staring out the window like I'm not your favorite town. I'm New York City. Hey. I still do it for you, babe. Hey. Baby. I just love it. I just love that idea. I'm New York City. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm that city to you. We kind of talked about that in Cornelia Street. Mm-hmm. And you're my Newtown also... Avenue. Yes. Newtown Ave. Now you're Astoria. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just, I mean, and New York as a whole. Yeah. And just that idea of I'm New York City. I still do it for you. Like, New York City is such an epic, huge city. There's so much that can go on. Like, do you still love the city? Like, equating her love for New York with who she is and who mm-hmm. she became while there and his love for her. Yeah. I like it a lot. I think it's a great line. Such a good line. Yeah. And now continuing to think about it. She's New York City. Right? Yeah. She's huge. She's got, like, she's the oh. ultimate. And Joe is the West Village, which is that little small part of New York City that's just for the two of them. Oh, that's really cute. You Devin, know? that's such a good take. You know? So, like, that's, she's like, yeah, I'm this big star. I'm New York City. I, but I still do it for you. But Joe, like, when I'm with you, we're the West Village. And she says, you still do it you for me, You still do baby. it for me, baby. That's cool. I dig that. That's such a good take. Hey, thanks. Just love it. I love it. What's your favorite <laughs> lyric? You kind of mentioned it a little bit ago. I did, yeah. So, um, I know heaven's a thing. I go there when you touch me, honey. Hell is when I fight with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah. Like, I, I don't even really need to go into it. I mean, the line just speaks for itself. Yes. I it's mean, very sexy, too. It's very, very sexy. And yeah, it speaks for itself. <laughs> <laughs> so, Devin, <laughs> from one to ten, sultry saxophone solos. Ooh. Look at that alliteration. Podcast microphone. Please don't slur my S's. Uh, well, who knows? What would you rate this song? Well, now that we've talked about it some more, mm-hmm. I kind of like it even more. Okay, which is wild. Yeah, you know, like yeah. I, this is a this is a slow burner for me. Yeah, it's a slow burner of a, of song. a song. Yeah, so you know, I think I'm going to give it eight. Nice. I think I'm going to give it eight sultry saxophone solos. Oh, it's good. It isn't my favorite on the album, for sure. I mean, we've already covered my two favorites. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, we have. Cornelia Street and Death by a Thousand Cuts. Duh. 
but it's a different take on love. And that's such a through line of both this podcast and her music mm-hmm. is what love means and what what different kinds of love there mm-hmm. are. And, and this is definitely a very burning red kind of love, if you will. Yes, it definitely is. I feel like it's like purple. Oh, <laughs> like, like fuchsia. Yeah, but like purple is like, you know, like a royal color. Yeah. So this is like something holy Purple. Mmm. I guess, yeah. Daylight is also, though, associated with like something holy. Mmm. But this feels like... it's golden. Daylight is golden. Yeah, this feels like a little different. This is like... (laughs) This is the song that precedes Afterglow. Yeah. (laughs) So it goes, it goes false god (laughs) into Afterglow into daylight. That's like your night. Yeah, but it's not, that's not Oh, no, first you start with, first you start with dress... Then you go to False God, then you go to Afterglow, and then you go to Daylight. That is the progression. That's the pro- that is the ultimate progression of things yeah, on any given Saturday night. <laughs> You're like second week of dating. <laughs> no, no, because you don't get the the real Afterglow or Daylight for a while. Yeah, that's true. Well, you get the Afterglow. You just don't get the Daylight for a while. Yeah. Gab, on a scale of one to ten sultry saxophone solos, what would you give this song? So I'm really conflicted about this rating, because I know from our Instagram that False God is perhaps the most loved F song, and that that people are really into this song. And I am too. I mean, we've just covered it. It's been a very interesting conversation. Yeah. And I like this song a lot. It's just not one I listen to all the time. Sure. And I think it's a very well-written song, and I love the groove. So I'm going to give it a seven. Okay. Well, wow. That's... I think that's a pretty good rating. That's higher than I thought you were going to yeah. give it. Yeah. And I like listening to this song. I, I, As I said before, I sing it a lot. It's just not my favorite from Lover, if we're grading on the Lover mm. grade. And I just love so many songs from that album. And there's a definite curve yeah. there. Yeah. And then, I and like in terms of Taylor's sexy songs, I think this is one of the best. Yeah. I think I like Don't Blame Me as a sexy song a little mm-hmm. more. Sure. Keep listening along with us. You can check us out on Instagram at Tatezy Podcast and give us all of your thoughts. Is there something about False God that you read into that we missed? Mm. Do you relate to this song? Mm. Do you like this song? Mm. Were you one of the ones who wrote about it? Do you not get this song at all? We want to hear all your thoughts. So all of please them. Please share them with us. Remember to subscribe or follow us wherever you're listening to this right now, as well as leave us a positive five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. So next episode, we're going to be talking about Fearless from Fearless, Taylor's version. Yes. We will be discussing Taylor's version versus Taylor, not Taylor's version mm-hmm. on all the future songs, but we're going to say they're all Taylor's version because they, they are, are at this point. Yes. Yes. Come hang with us. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab. This has been Tay to Z. Thanks for listening. See you next time.